Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, my name is Monty Walden. I'm with Giuseppe Tasca from the Tasca del Merita. Did I say that right? Winery yes, Tasca del Merita. It's perfect. Oh, okay, Tasca del Merita winery in uh, in Sicily. Uh, how long has your family been making wine? Uh, we bought the estate in 1830, so it's. Uh, I'm not good in mathematics, but more or less <laughs> almost 200 years. And which generation of the family? Uh, my brother and me are the eighth generation. And your brother is called Alberto. Okay, so who does what? Do you do the sales and he does he, the vineyards? He or? does the numbers and I do, and I, I talk with people to wash their brain, try to say that Sicily is the right place where to be, where you have good raw materials, good wines, good everything. But Sicily is getting, is getting so, not just for Etna, but, um, but in general, it's getting uh, very renowned as a, as a source of very, very interesting wines made from interesting grapes uh, from an interesting place. I mean, is that also partly the fact that the wines are seen as, or have been traditionally seen as kind of good value? Or is it, or is it something more, more than that? Yeah, I hope there's something more than that. But anyway, being a good value wines is always uh, a good uh, tool if you are not really well known for the wine so sitting in the last 30 years find a, a, an open door i can say to uh, because all the wines were very high prices and we did good quality wine and they introduced in the market all over the world now we our average price is climbing out step by step making all always better quality try to do our best not to, not only us all the sicilian we are very a big and nice group of Sicilian wineries. Okay, so so when you started thirty years ago, that was yeah. sort of the, the beginning of the revolution. No, I don't know. I can I can sign a point when the revolution began. My grandfather started in nineteen fifty three to export the wine, and then we did our job. My father did his job step by step, and also a lot of other wineries helped us to promote the Sicilian brand. Okay, I mean, so what do you think has changed over the last thirty years? I'm not just talking about sort of technology, but maybe the mindset of Sicilian producers people making Sicilian wine because they're not all actually from Sicily but. yeah yeah well the new generation uh, caring about agriculture and viticulture in Sicily are much I can say much performing they are they have big passion they have uh, and so they and they travel a lot we are pioneers we go we travel all the year along so I think we we promote word by mouth what we do and uh, and people liked it so what, what are the main varieties you work with are you working with uh, like Bordeaux grapes and Chardonnay are you working with traditional uh, Sicilian grapes? Oh, we do both. We used to start with traditional grapes. Then in the late 80s, we start with the Chardonnay and Cabernet. My father was the first in Sicily to plant it. And that was a good weapon when I go, went to New York. If I go inside a restaurant and said, I have a, I'm a Sicilian producer, I have an Erodavola, they just tell me, oh, get right out of here. I don't have time for you. If I, well, The first time I went there and said, I have a Chardonnay, Sicilian Chardonnay, they told me, let's try it. So that's what the beginning to be better known. And now we have the chance to introduce all our grape native grape variety that are more than 50 so we we have to work step by step focus on some of them and then maybe in a couple of generations we so can make a good work but do you think do you think almost we're going backwards rather than I mean, did you say 30 years ago um, yeah. buyers would only look at your torch if you had merlot cabernet chardonnay now actually they're saying we don't want chardonnay from sicily we want um, native grapes uh, uh, that's that's not uh, obviously the trend is always changing you have native that are now are climbing up and then maybe such as can you give me some varieties that are particularly hot uh, at the moment popular uh, but i think that uh, obviously Nero Davola, but uh, i think grillo 
mm-hmm. will be uh, the next one. That's a white grape, yeah? It's a white grape, mm-hmm. very pleasant and mm-hmm. uh, very distinctive. Mm-hmm. In what uh, way? And then we have, a, because it's good aroma, typical aroma, and uh, not too heavy, very fresh to drink with a good minerality. and uh, Slightly floral? Uh, slightly floral, and not really tropical fruit, but very smooth. Mm-hmm. and uh, pleasant and then uh, Perricone it's a very nice red variety Nerello mm-hmm. Mascalese obviously on the Etna is one of the uh, what Sicily is coming uh, better known for so you talk about Anna, you, you've obviously got vineyards on Etna as well yeah um, we, we just bought it in, just uh, eight years ago in 2008 so that, that's seen a massive boom hasn't it uh, well it is there's a lot of energy the, the quality of the wine is uh, outstanding we love it because they're not big and jammy wine like people who are used from Sicily they are very narrow straight and uh, elegant not a lot of colour good tannins long ageing mm-hmm. I think wine fans should step once in the Etna okay so and when you're at home in the evening, do you just grab the nearest bottle you've got on the table and sit down and relax, or do you always use sort of, you know, right, this wine is going to go with this dinner I'm having this evening, or are you a bit more relaxed? How do you do it? I'm a, uh, my passion are aged white wines. So right. when I have the chance and I have something already pretty cold, I open a, an aged uh, Grillo, an aged uh, Catarato, something that I have in my cellar. So when you say age, how many years are you talking about? I'm between uh, 8 and uh, 20. Really? So yeah. people say, how is it possible that you have a white wine from a boiling hot place like Sicily? How could that possibly age for 20 years? No, and pre- Sicily is a continent. It's not one place. You have very cold places too. You can ski in Sicily. You can do a lot of different things. So we have the chance to, to do warm wines and fresh wines okay. at the same time. I mean, do you, do you think maybe that's also a problem of perception that people, some people think that maybe Sicilian wine is um, like a picnic wine to be drunk immediately. You're saying that it's actually a very serious wine that's capable of ageing just as long as a white burgundy, for example. Yeah, perception, obviously, it's important. And I think we are trying to change perception of people step by step. Etna wines can do that very properly. The DOC where we are, the Contedis Clafani DOC, is always ma- it's also making a very long ageing catarato and... Uh, we trust on those uh, white varieties. Uh, personally, are my passion. So, what are, you, what are your favorite dishes with those white varieties? What do you drink? Do you, are you a good cook? You like cooking? I love cooking. So, what do you what do you cook then with uh, with those white varieties? Um, I'm not uh, the one that say that with red meat you need red wine or things like that. It depends. I love uh, obviously seafood and fish in Sicily. We have a very good quality of it, and then I love sea urchins. I love. Uh, Oysters, uh, raw fish, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in a Japanese style, but in a Sicilian style with mm-hmm. some uh, skin of the orange, uh, pepper, salt, mm-hmm. and a little bit of oil. Mm-hmm. No lemon, I don't like lemon in the fish. Okay, is Was it, it, yeah, this is quite acidic and it maybe upsets the... If the fish is old, you can use lemon to hide it, but if it's fresh, <laughs> I think you need to... Have it without. So, how do you how do you unwind? You obviously travel a lot. I mean, you talk about yeah. going to New York restaurants. What do you do when you just want to forget about wine? Well, I, I almost never want to. Well, I drink. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Obviously, I, I love to drink. I also drink some beer sometimes. I'm not shy to say to say that. I, I love sports. I love to play tennis, paddle, golf. Okay. Same race. I love, I love music. I mm-hmm. always I see not less than 20 concerts in a year, I think. But not Jazz, all... rock, and, no, and classic, everything. But if, you, if you're, if you're like having a travelling scale, you have to go to New York, do you say, right, I'm going to 
time my my visit to New York so I can go to this restaurant and see this person in concert or this band. Do you do it like that? Are you that organised? Uh, not at all. When I am free and vacation, I love to. Uh, in Italy, we say navigare a vista. That means that you don't have n- no aiming, no plan. No just, fixed plans. Just yeah. feel what is happening around you and go. Mm-hmm. And what, go forward. What, what what is your next challenge on a personal level, and what is your next challenge on a wine level? You talked about perception. Yeah, that obviously uh, perception is important. My personal uh, challenge is to make uh, the world know that Cataratto, Grillo, and Carricante they can have a very high and fantastic quality for a long aging wine that you can match with a lot of different foods, and they and so that's in the wine. What I like to do in in my dreams, I have a lot of different dreams, not only talking about wines, talking about agriculture, talking about style of life. I think Sicily, it's really a place with a very deep culture, very deep uh, roots that we can uh, match all together and make a fantastic place for visitors of all over the world. This is my dream, bring everybody in Sicily. Okay, Giuseppe Tasca, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Hope to My see pleasure. you. In, hope to see you in Sicily sometime. Well, why not? And uh, we can drink some. Uh, I'd love to try some twenty-year-old Caricante with you. Thank you, and I hope everybody listening to us will come to Sicily once. Okay, thanks a lot. Ciao. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.